Welcome back to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is John, and a funny Mandy joke here. We've been doing this for a lot longer than I expected, so this is good. I like doing this. It gets us to, to watch more uh, more spoopy movies. Uh, so, uh, uh, I, Mandy's here. Yeah, I, I guess there's the best way to put that. I was so confused for a second. I'm like, uh... Am I in on this or am I not in on this? She's not. She's not here. I, you know what? I'm not here. Yeah. This is all John's thing. It's, well, you know, that's how I roll. It is my movie tonight, though, uh, which I have decided to, we, we've been watching a lot of uh, funnier, funny, funny shows, well, funny you know, horror, last horror comedy. got the shit scared out of me from the stupid spider thing. <laughs> well, no, that wasn't the movie that we watched, though. We watched The Selling. Well, I know, but that's just because I changed my mind. I know. But I'm just saying, we've After been, you traumatized we've been doing, me with more spider stuff. I didn't traumatize you at all. Whatever. I, w- I could have. We could watch Arachnophobia Abs- right absolutely now. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it's John Goodman's not. in no. it. It's an amazing movie. No, I don't care. What no. about ticks? Technically not spiders. That's disgusting. It's got Carlton in it. No. Oh. And Seth Green. Seth Green was in a lot of horror movies. It was weird. Anyway, uh, <laughs> one of the movies that uh, I decided that we needed to watch something a little bit more... Uh, more traditionally uh, spooky, but uh, I'm, I'm one of those far-thinking individuals. I need to see something in the future. So I had to find sci-fi horror and not alien or aliens or any alien skipper. Yeah. So I decided to, to pick something else. Uh, so I went over and I started looking around. What do we got? We got uh, oh Paul W.S. Anderson produced a movie. What movie was that? Oh, Pandorum from 2009. Paul W.S. Anderson is also the same person who did Event Horizon. So, obviously, my favorite. Yep. And, uh, from what I was understanding, just looking at the movie... Because I, I, I've seen this movie before, and I, I enjoyed it. But I haven't watched it in a very long time. Uh, one of the things that I remember, though, is that a lot of the art direction reminded me of uh, Event Horizon. Uh, definitely, there was a lot of, of just... Maybe it was the, the the layout of the ship or something like that. It was an, it wasn't the cathedral that they had for the Event Horizon, yeah. but it still had a, a kind of a cool look to it. Um, I I like this one a little bit better just because I've read short stories where this is kind of a thing that happens. You have a a ship, you have people who go to sleep, and you have people who stay awake. Uh, and that's kind of what I was hoping for in this one. Um, and then, you know, spooky stuff happens. This one's uh, definitely uh, one of the, the, the scarier ones. Uh, this was not directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, one of the things that uh, a lot of people kind of get wrong. Uh, this was actually directed by a guy named uh, Christian Alvart, uh, who was, uh, he did Case 39, which I want to say... That had, I think that's the one with Renee Zellweger. Yeah, and then uh, mm-hmm. he also did Antibodies, which I, I haven't watched that one, but I kind of want to, because I think it was I a... Uh, I don't remember that Kind one. of a, an interesting one. It was written by Travis Malloy. Uh, guy, I just love the names of the movies that he also uh, did. Uh, Street Gun, Infinity Chamber, Exit 147. I don't know if those are like action or what. I just, I love Street Gun. That, that absolutely sounds Street like. Street Gun. Like you can do your crazy uh, radio voice for the introduction for those. It, so that one, you know what that reminds me of though? Just thinking about it, Street Gun. It's like a, uh, like a direct to, <laughs> to VHS, like. Uh, Pierre Kirby kind of like weird American ninja movie with like Cynthia Rothrock something like that in there. It's like Street Gun. She decided to fight for crime, you know, fight crime in in the mean streets of Hawaii. You know, but it's not really Hawaii. It's like the Philippines because it was cheap. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that that was 
that you know it'll work it'll, it'll work you know street gun street gun coming to to theater oh, coming wait, no. to vhs find it at your local video store oh yeah find it at your local video store coming out be 19... kind rewind 1994 or the street gun will get you um the thinking. interesting thing that uh, i i thought about this one was and i I don't think it got enough play because I did. I think I remember seeing something about it, and I was like, "That's weird." Dennis Quaid is in this movie, uh, and I don't think of Dennis Quaid in, in horror movies, even though I kind of should because he was in Dreamscape, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, but that was so long ago that it was a, you know, it wasn't really even that much of a horror movie. It was more of like a venture with scary things in it. Plus, I don't know. Dennis Quaid's kind of scary to me, so I can see him in really. Yeah, I really. Don't know see, Randy is. is scarier to me, but uh, not not so much Dennis. Mostly because Dennis, I know him from uh, Inner Space and and Dragonheart uh, Frequency, which was Dragonheart. Duh. Yeah, That's and and he was uh, in the Alamo. Who was he played? I want to say he was either Bowie or like Travis. I can't remember which one. He was one of the main is guys it... though. Bowie. Bowie. It's Bowie. It's a Bowie knife. It's not a Bowie knife. Or is it? I don't know. I call it... It's either or. I think it's a Bowie knife. It, a Bowie knife? Well, now I have to look it up. Well, I think it... You know, it doesn't matter. We're Texan. We can, we can we decide can say whatever. It. We can say however the hell we want. Damn it. Otherwise, you're going to get shanked with our Bowie knife. We're gonna, And you will get shanked because it's a, it's a knife. That's a knife. <laughs> Paul Hogan, what is it? It's a knife. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You heard it here first, people. Uh, <laughs> like one guy is just like, oh, I love this. I recognize all these references. Uh, thanks. Hopefully not that one. Thanks, Steve. Oh, hopefully not that one. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that is interesting in it was because I I don't like this guy because uh, he every time I see him he reminds me of the dude from uh, the, the original Punisher, uh, the the movie where it was. Um, He's just like you, you can't. He had like the weird lip ring, and John gets, Travolta, the no, John one Travolta? with John Travolta. Yeah. Oh. So there's that guy who's who's got the weird lip ring, and but this is Ben Foster is also in this movie. Uh, he was in one of my favorite movies though, Big Trouble, which is so sad when you find out the history about it. Is a Dave Barry movie, one of the first ones on it. Tim Allen, a lot of great people in it. Uh, even like the dude who played Crunk, Janine Garofalo, Stanley Tucci, whole bunch of people in this movie, and it's about a guy in Florida stopping a plane that was carrying a nuke and it came out like a week before 9-11. So it's just, oh, oh gosh. yeah. It, it tanked harder than glitter. Oh. And glitter also tanked. Uh, so yeah, it was just, it was a bad oh, timing thing. that's awful. Other things that this guy was in, he was in 30 Days of Night. He was the, uh, yes, he, he was the crazy this, guy. Yeah, the crazy guy. That's, in the why, that's why I was just like, oh, because he's yeah. the crazy guy. The one who, the one who first, um, Gets caught, I guess. Uh, he's the Renfield. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who's like, they're coming. They're coming for you. Yeah, I'm going to eat little lives. going to eat spiders and stuff. That's what I do. I, I get the little lives. Yeah. Uh, but he's also 310 to Yuma. He's also Angel oh, in yeah. X-Men Last, Last Stand. Yeah. Which, again, was one of those, like, I'm getting tired. Yes, it's pretty forgetful. When you compare him, though, to the angel that they had in uh, X-Men Apocalypse or whatever the hell it was supposed to be at the end of it, um, he is way better 
And he got a yeah. lot more screen time. He, he felt more Worthington than, than the other one. Yeah. Uh, it also has a girl whose name I am not going to freaking pronounce. It's... Oh. Uh, Anchi Trau? It's uh, German. So... Anche? Anche Trau, I guess. I don't know. But she's the uh, <laughs> she's the bad girl from uh, Man of Steel. She's the uh, bad Kryptonian. The one who gets like slapped around before yeah, the she yeah, plays. Um, yeah, yeah. The one that the the girl from the eighty. I love that chick because she was in uh, uh, Beastmaster and a whole bunch of other movies. Oh, cool. The uh, the so she plays that girl's character. Okay. Um. So yeah, this one is is it's got a lot of people in it. It's a very it's a it's a fun from what I remember because I, I again I haven't, I, haven't, seen, I haven't seen this I haven't seen this movie in in so long, which is kind of sad because yeah. this is very much. In our wheelhouse, it's it sci-fi. Is. It's it's horror. horror. It's uh, got the uh, the whole space madness, which is always my favorite kind of thing. There was there, so my favorite one of my favorite story tropes because they've done it so many times, and it's really one of those tri- those things where it doesn't matter. The everybody knows this is how the story is going to go. Yeah, but it's the way that people tell it that makes it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where the guy gets woken up in cryo sleep and nobody else is awake. So he, you know, later on he can't. He eats all the food and he's like three years away, but he's got to survive. So he starts thawing the people out and eating them. Uh, the That's thing. a normal thing. Oh yeah, it's it's one of those those big long things. It's usually what happens to the person after they wake up alone on the ship. Uh, Chris Pratt just did a movie that's on that pa- one. Well, that's pass- passengers. Pass- well, something. Well, yes, yeah, but like, yeah, but so but he didn't eat all the food. No, well, that's because they decided to be like nicer about it. Yeah, he, and then well, that one. Of. He ended up waking up Jennifer Lawrence. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Anyways. I, you know, it's eh, whatever. But that's not the movie we're watching today. We're watching yeah. what happens when something bad happens, and you don't have Jennifer Lawrence on the ship to when wake up. Shit goes wrong. And let's go watch it. We will see y'all in a little bit. Where's the rest of the crew? There's no one here except us. If you awoke with no memory. Hello? Hello? What if the world you knew was gone? What if you discovered you were not alone? Do you know the symptoms of Pandorum? Starts with a shiver, an itch, a slow boil. The biological side effects of flying deep space feeding into paranoia. Your mind has turned against itself. And we're back. We're back. I like it. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed this movie by a lot. It's interesting, though, to see it 
the way that I, I first experienced this was uh, on like one of those HBO free weekend kind of things. So I kind of watched part of it and then it was on like six other times. So I kept walking in on it, kind of seeing it. Uh, so I never saw it enough times to get the whole gist of it. And I always missed the, like the very beginning part. So I, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And I think I, I, I must have always missed the mural part that they have in the, the middle because that's... Uh, that, that totally ruins the entire thing. Like that ruins the whole surprise. Like... The whole twist at the end, I feel like well, that whole so, girl thing ruins the twist. To me, it doesn't. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, let, let's go through the movie kind of at the very beginning. Uh, we get a, a series of text, uh, I guess, slideshow presentation or something like that. It's uh, explaining that, uh, you know, population too much. Uh, we have way too many people, so we shipped off a bunch of them to a different place. Uh, in the meantime... Uh, the Earth done exploded. Uh, so the people who are on the Elysium, which is a, I don't know if it's a, it would classify as a generation ship, uh, but it's a long range cryo sleep ship. It's a sleeper ship, I guess is the best way to explain it. Yeah. Um, is are they? They represent the the last of humanity. They were sent there to create the new paradise for people, and uh, that's it. That's all they are. Uh, and then we're uh, greeted by Bauer waking up. Bauer is going to be our dude from uh, 310 to Yuma. In uh, 30 Days of Night. Yep. And, uh, you know, Warren Worthington. I, I don't know. Bauer. I like his, I like his name. Uh, Bauer. So he wakes up uh, and he is just, this is one of the grossest, but, and, and completely inaccurate uh, cryo sleep things. But it is also kind of cool. Um he wakes up, and it's been so long that when he pulls off the, uh, like, he's got to pull tubes off of himself and all this other stuff, his layers of dead skin have grown over it. So he's got, it, it looks like he's covered in paper. And it, it's, so, it's so gross. I had trouble with that part. It's fairly kind of weird looking, uh, but it's also kind of awesome, because I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, if you see somebody who's just, like, covered in parchment paper or something like that. I was really hoping it was just, like, a protective layer that, like, they were cocooned in to keep them safe in the process of... Nope. Nope. No. It's, uh, it's skin. Yeah, John's like, no, no, that's skin. I was like, oh... It's his skin. That's... Oh. So, he is suffering from uh, cryo-sleep sickness, which uh, sucks away your memory. So, you a long time in, in cryo, you, you wake up, and then you sleepy-pie. Uh, you, uh, you can't remember anything. Um, he... Then wakes up or uh, has a uh, lieutenant next to him uh, named Peyton wake up, uh, played by Dennis Quaid. Uh, and Dennis Quaid doesn't know anything. In fact, they don't know anything at all. There's no power uh, to the ship, uh, except every now and then we get a reactor shakedown uh, that uh, is scary as hell. It's this big light and just everything kind of groaning on the ship. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but they as do, they do remember some pieces yeah. of how to fix the ship mostly, or like what's going on. Well, so the, it keeps coming back in bits and pieces. And the best way I can explain this is that one episode of Star Trek where everybody had all their technical knowledge, but they had none of their historical knowledge. So they had no idea who the hell they were, but they could at least, you know, load the torpedoes and all that other kind of stuff. So they wouldn't like screw things up completely. Um, so that's the kind of thing that's going on here. That's actually exactly what it's like. Yeah. So, uh, Peyton, uh, Dennis Quaid is, is freaked out, but he's, he's doing, you know, lieutenant uh, flight crew stuff while, uh, Bauer, 
uh, is explaining the reactor. So apparently he's some kind of reactor tech. Uh, so he, he's got to go check on the reactor, get it started. And their, their concept is, is that if they can start the ship back up, they'll know what's going on. They can fix the, you know, figure out where they're going from there. Uh, also, they can't open the door to the bridge, which would apparently is like the MacGuffin. Like as soon as you open the bridge, you know exactly what the hell's going on yeah. kind of deal. Um, interesting design to the ship because there's big cords and pipes and, and it's, uh, the way that I, I remember hearing this movie described, uh, where Event Horizon was a cathedral, um, the Elysium is a body. Uh, you've got the corridors, the, uh, the veins, which are all the, to the, the weird tubings and the piping and all that other kind of stuff. Uh, the metal struts are all the, uh, the, the ribs and the bones and stuff like that. And the, uh, the reactor is the heart, uh, which it does explain why you can make it from the reactor to the captain's ship in like five seconds if you yeah. have all the doors open. <laughs> um, so he's, for some reason they have, I guess Peyton stays there. So Dennis Quaid stays in the, uh, the, the main, like, I guess it's like kind of a foyer. Or like it's 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 the, some rotational thing for for people in the cryo sleeps. Yeah, it's like it's like the area before the bridge. Yeah, uh, so they they have them. He he stays there while Bauer uh, starts crawling through places, and they actually do this really kind of interesting thing where he gets stuck, and it's like undulating, like you would see like a, like a vein mm -hmm. trying to like push something, or like the you know like esophagus trying to squeeze something through, like trying to swallow him. Yeah, and it it. Pukes him out, unfortunately. He's, he's like, wait, I'm on an angle. Oh, crap. Ah, boom. And he falls down. It's this metal grate. And it is just painful to see. Mm -hmm. uh, then he wakes up. He comes out of a locker room. He's walking around. And a girl, uh, who is the uh, the one who plays, I want to say her name is like Fiona or something like that. Fio, Fio Ray or whatever. Uh, the German lady. Uh, <laughs> just starts slapping the crap out of him. So he's, he runs trying to chase her and runs into a... A corpse. A corpse. Just dude hanging out. Uh, and he thought it was her because for some reason he's not shining his light on her. Well, so I thought that was kind of cute. There is a part where he's like shining the light directly in Dennis Quaid's face and Dennis Quaid gets all pissed off and he's like, Could you stop shining the light in my face? So that's why he wasn't shining the light in her face because he was... Is that why? I that's the only thing I could think of oh. because it happened so quickly beforehand. Okay, like I that's guess the only reason didn't. why I would. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, because he's just like, oops, sorry. Um, and then she slaps him around some more, tries to say something. She wants to steal his boots, which are really funny because he just fell out of a locker that had nothing but boots in it. And then the creatures show up and they start crawling all around. They're really kind of creepy. Reminded me a lot of the way uh, they had uh, the aliens, the xenomorphs, uh, run around in aliens. It reminds me of um, the way that they crawl. Reminds me of the mummy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How they how they crawl the, uh, along the the like bugs. They're like bugs. Yeah, and they're they're like people, like bugs, like so, like the not even zombies. Yeah, they were they're more animalistic than that. Mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe like the the World War Z zombies, but more. Yeah, you're right. More like the uh, the the mummy. Yeah, because um, they're just because they they're obviously people. Yeah, or used to be people, but they just crawl on everything. Like they have like sticky bits. Mm -hmm. I guess it helps them. That helps them crawl. It's so weird. So he's able to uh, kind of sucker them out. 
and uh, hide. The the biggest drawback for this movie is the whispering. Everybody's freaking whispering. Whisper, whisper, whisper. It's so hard. And then at the beginning, you have you have Dennis Quaid who is yelling, and then you have everybody else who's whispering. So you have to keep going back and forth between turning it up and turning it down, and turning it up and turning it down. Definitely, if you can, go ahead and get uh, some subtitles on this one, uh, so you don't have to deal with that. <laughs> um, the, the interesting thing, though, is because Dennis Quaid's in the, the booth, like he's hanging out in that little, uh, you know, pre-flight check room, uh, The uh, everybody else is like, shut up, Dennis Quaid. Please don't don't tell anything. There's there's like little things. He was like, what? What's going on there? Please repeat. Roger you, that. I can't understand what's going on. What are you saying? He was so freaking loud. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then he gets, does he get saved by a guy at that point? No, no. Yeah. So he's, he's running away, trying to get the hell away from these things. These creatures are interesting. They remind me of, <clears throat> best way to think of it is the Formar from, uh, uh, Skyrim. They're these devolving kind of crouchy, um, at least you'd think that they were devolving, uh, these, these creepy looking pre-human, post-humanoid. Think the Descent. I think they had the same thing where it was like oh. vampires underground. Uh, very pale skin, uh, dark eyes because they've been like, you know, there's no light inside of the ship. Uh, and then, uh, you know, every, they like de decorated themselves with bone. They've got these cute little stabby bits, which I thought was hilarious. I guess they're like, I don't know, thermal lances, something to cut stuff. Or, yeah, yeah they, they got they got little blowtorches with like spears. They're little spear blowtorches. I don't know if the the blowtorch bit is to cook the food or if it just maybe it makes the thrusting faster. Like it's a little rocket engine on the end of the spear. <laughs> they can just maybe. shove it in there. It's like ha ha! Didn't expect this one, did you? Maybe I, I can this. stab twice as fast. Oh my gosh! Um, he gets away from them because one of the agro uh, agriculture guys uh, shows up and, and saves him. Uh, there is a language barrier, so they can't really talk to each other. Uh, and then, uh, he continues on towards the reactor. Uh, by doing so, he runs into these little prefab habitat homes, which were just the, uh, the shipping boxes that you would see on, like, a big cargo container, uh, ship. And then, uh, the girl shows back up, the German girl. And she and the, uh, the agriculture guy start fighting each other. And then finally, Bauer has to put his foot down and he fires off this. They've got these riot shotguns, but it's not a riot shotgun. It is this... Uh, it's like it blows air. It's a gauntlet. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The thing that I, I love about the tech in this thing is they have an issue with power going out. So in, in the little uh, you know pre-flight check room, um, they've got this... Little it's crank, it, yeah. It, so it's it's one of those cranks that you would see on like an emergency uh, radio or something like that to power it on, and so that turns on the the little shelf that they're using, uh, their little uh, command. Computer, yeah. Uh, yeah. So same thing happens with the uh, riot shotgun and the riot shotgun's uh, locker. It's this little handle, and he has to squeeze it a couple of times, which powers up the mechanism so that it can run, and he can check it out the shotgun, and then the shotgun to fire it, you have to squeeze this little handle on the gauntlet, and then you can fire it off. And it fires off in, like, a weird, um, like, blue... Looks kind of like, uh, Doom. <clears throat> yeah, I was it, gonna say, kind of like the BFG it, it, yeah, shot, it uh, like, fire. Yeah, it looks like the BFG. Uh, so it's, um, it's just a huge, just blue 
shot like just and i'm like how is that a riot shotgun that's that's you know you would think that it would have spread or something like that it looks it fires more like a railgun so it's a single projectile and it knocks people around um or explodes their heads yeah uh unfortunately it does not do much for them really um later on in the thing but uh firing off towards the ceiling at this point uh bauer is able to convince the german and the uh aggro guy to uh to help him uh they continue on down towards uh the reactor and they take a pit stop at the german girl's hidey hole which is the i i want to say it's the dna storage room i guess or something like that yeah uh if you saw titan ae uh, that is the same kind of concept. These little hexagon cubes, they've got a bunch of tubes in it. Apparently, uh, that is the, the restart button for all the life on Earth. Unfortunately, they lost about 30% of it. Uh, we now know what happened to Noah. Uh, he, he had it, he ran out of power, and, uh, that's why we don't have unicorns anymore. <laughs> he didn't have a little blow up. Like, a ah, little, if he, a little if, squeezy thing, if he, if he had had a crank, it yeah. would have, see, see, this is why you have to build redundancies into these things, you yeah, know? Yeah, we would have had unicorns. 60 cubits, you didn't have enough to have a little squeezy hands. <laughs> she, uh, then feeds Bauer some crickets, or no, it was, uh, grasshoppers. Yeah. Uh, and they were alive. It was gross. So we got to watch the guy from uh, 310 to Yuma eat a grasshopper. Uh, <laughs> which, maybe this was him getting ready for 30 days of night. He's like, they're going to make me eat all these weird things. I need to get used to it. Here, hand, hand me that grass. It wasn't even, like, they weren't even supposed to give him the grasshopper. He was like, he's, don't eat it. And he's like, so, wait, I'm try- I'm a method actor. I'm trying to do this. I was like, no, you're just a weird looking dude. You know, in some, in some of the parts, it's funny that you say that he's weird looking. Because in some of the parts... Especially parts wherever they focused on his eyes, I feel like he looked an awful lot like um, Highlander. Christopher Lambert. Hmm. Like here, like from like from the nose up, like oh, yeah. eyes. He looks like him. Well, so interesting that you would bring that up because one of the things that they kind of explain later on, and if you uh, watching it on the second, you know, or third or fifteenth, whatever I'm at uh, now. Uh, playthrough um the we are explained later on pandorum which is probably one of my like second or third favorite uh space disease uh other than um you know galactic herpes and uh sas which you know somebody knows what that is um but it's uh it starts off the way and and we get to see this when uh, Dennis Quaid meets another character. Um, it, it kind of explains the different processes for Pandorum. You get shakes, you get uh, sweating, uh, you start having uh, hallucinations and stuff like that. And we've actually been watching Bauer do this the entire time. He has been having shakes in his hands. He has been mm-hmm. having all this other stuff. And if you don't know that that's what he's looking at at the very beginning, because this is uh, they they don't explain Pandorum until maybe three quarters of the way through and then he's shaking his hands his, he's looking at his hands a bunch of times at the very beginning within like 10 minutes of the start yeah so i think that was a really good concept for them to pull uh anyway so after they uh they're getting into the they get out of the dna room they go towards i guess it's like the holding pen or the react i guess it's a reactor right 
Which, is that the reactor? Like, is it what they're walking through, which has all the little... Or is that just the cryosleep pod that's, place? that's the cryosleep pod place. Okay. They don't get into the reactor until later. It's, until it, the end. It's the same design, though. That was the weirdest part. There's the these, whole ship has the same design. It's so funky. Um, anyway, so there are these, you know, cryopods, and apparently this is the favorite hunting ground for the, uh, the bad, creepy alien dudes who they haven't told us who they are at. Uh, and that's because, uh, you know, for some reason, as the system is the the reactor is shutting down it's also kind of cycling through power which is letting people out which is allowing these alien guys to just snack on them to eat nom 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 Ugh, that was that part made me like it was really it was hard to watch it was visceral because the they're running away from these guys and one of the cryopods goes off so they they're we're watching Bauer like, no, I got to save him. And the the other two, the giant girl, it's like, no, you have to get out of here. We have to leave. And the other guy, the aggro guy is like screaming. It's like, I don't know. We have to get leave. Get the fuck out. We have to Jesus. Leave. So the guy wakes up and we saw Bauer and we saw Peyton wake up. It which, looks horrible. Like painful. Like just horrible. It's a terrifying situation. And then we get to see this guy go through the same situation He's freaking out. He's, you know, waking up. He's confused. He doesn't know what's going on. And then 30 monsters, pale-skinned monsters, are tearing him apart. Like Urukai from freaking uh, Lord of the Rings. They're just like, oh, man flesh. And you're like, what the hell? And then, so, thankfully, one of them, uh, who is the main bad guy, uh, Noseless, uh, stabs him through the uh, the neck. And then he just... He, he, he stabs him in the head. Yeah, down like a... Well, it's, I thought it came through his neck, and that's why he's bleeding out. Oh, I mean, maybe. Maybe it pissed it was, him and, like, went... Uh, you know, he they gigged so, him like a, you know, catfish or something. It was awful. Um, Well, they decide to run away, and they, they <laughs> find themselves in this little hidey hole with the cook, I guess? That guy's a douche. Yeah, well... So the cook is a guy who has stayed awake for a lot longer than anybody else. He has on his wall a mural explaining what has happened. Uh, as this is happening, we're also shifting back to Peyton, who has a new friend, a guy named Gallo. Uh, Gallo is, like, birthed from, if, if you remember Ace Ventura When Nature Calls, when he comes out of that, <laughs> is the rhino scene. He's sweaty, he's covered in goop, he pops out. And we're getting this interspersed with some of the, the stuff that's happening with Bauer. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it was so good. nasty, and he just gets, like, pushed out. He's just like, my name's Gallo. Well, Gallo starts out, and he's okay, but he starts tweaking like a meth head. And he's just like, you don't understand. This, is, this isn't this is how it goes. What good is it going to do if you get the reactor working? Everybody's just going to die. What is it? And he's like, he's getting tweakier and tweakier. And Dennis Quaid is like, you need to calm down, son. You just, come on. And he's like, Dennis Quaid pulls out this, like, uh, I guess it's a... Uh, hypo spray with you know knockout gas or something like that in there uh, and he's just like he's like holding onto it but apparently he doesn't want to knock the dude out well the dude explains the whole situation with Pandorum interspersed with this is the history of the Elysium um, so we get the whole you know you get the shakes and then all these bad things happen and then you need to get out of there and uh, you you know lose all morality. You go insane. You can do whatever you want, and then these people try to stop him, and then you know, and then we're getting Gallo's uh, kind of history going on, uh, and Gallo and uh, Peyton are like screaming at each other. So Dennis Quaid is, is and I I felt weird because the actor who is playing Gallo, I did not like that much. 
Uh, I thought he was kind of a derpy guy up oh. until he started getting really crazy. Yeah, and he did well, a really good crazy on That's him. the same guy from, um, he's actually in uh, Priest. Which one is he in Priest? He's the guy who's in love with, um, what's his name's Priest's daughter. Ah, okay. Yeah. And uh, he's also in uh, Burlesque. And he's also in... There was a lot of weird people in this movie. Uh, Norman Reedus is in there. Unfortunately, he didn't have the fetus, uh, which probably would have given him another 10 minutes before he'd done gotten home. Yeah, Nor- Norman Reedus and the fetus. Yep. The funky fetus. Yeah. That's, I, I, every time somebody tells me that, I always assume we're going to see the fetus with a tiny, like, pimp hat from, like, the 70s with a giant... He's a funky fetus. Yeah. Norman Reedus. And an afro. Yep. A baby afro. Little baby afro on there. Um, <laughs> Anyways, Norman Reedus is in this. He dies. Yeah, he dies. Uh, so is Quickly. this guy. Uh, Gallo. Uh, and then Gallo uh, is is clearly a nut job. Uh, but he's, his explanation is that he killed the rest of the bridge crew. And we see that happening in the mural uh, with Cookie. Uh, who... Explains that after hearing that the Earth is no longer there, the three people who were on uh, shift at that time, which was the second crew, our friend Bauer is from the fifth. We do meet a couple of people for the sixth crew. Um, the second crew had a fight. Two of them died. One of them survived. Uh, and that one decided that he would uh, just play. Uh, he infected the some of the people who were waking up with the enzyme that they were, were supposed to be given, and it's in the feeding tubes and stuff like that. Or, or maybe this is just a, a continuous thing. I this... think that's just something that happened. Okay. So what happened was was that they were everybody who is asleep is given this enzyme, which is supposed to allow them to adapt better to the planet that they're going to land on. But I guess because these people have been alive for so long and then breeding. Uh, they instead adapted to being inside the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, the cook then uh, double-crosses everybody and knocks everyone out. Uh, at this point, uh, Gallo kind of has enough of... Uh, or Peyton has enough of Gallo's shit. Uh, so Dennis Quaid shoves uh, uh, Gallo into the uh, the ejection pod yeah because uh, i guess he, he's like i want to i want to we got to get out of here there's you know we'll, we'll the leave ship's we'll, gonna, the ship's gonna explode we'll, 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 we'll survive for three more minutes or three days you know and that's better chance than what we'll have if uh bauer doesn't get the reactor fixed uh he's like okay yeah i'll put you in here and then he just locks the door on him in the the little ejection pod which i was like oh that's cute uh and uh bauer <laughs> Unfortunately, Cookie knocked everybody out. Uh, Bauer wakes up and he finds himself and all uh, the aggro guy and the, the German girl. They're all flipped upside down because Cookie likes to eat people. Uh, just like everybody else, apparently, on this ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Bauer is able to convince him to let them down after he stabs the German lady for some reason. Yeah, because she gets all mouthy and he like just... Shanks her. Just, and it's like, it's it's not even like a nice little, like, haha, it's a tiny shank. No, this is like a four-inch knife that goes into her, like, the side her of her abdomen. chest or something. Yeah. I was like, damn it. And then she just walks it off half the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe that's because she's got the super enzyme in her, too, or something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we, we get, uh, Bauer's able to convince Cookie to let them down. 
uh, take them to the reactor so that they can stop it. Otherwise, they're all going to die. Um, meanwhile, Bauer finally gets to talk to uh, to Peyton again. Uh, and he explains, like, oh, yeah, no, we, we are, like, super screwed. Uh, I've checked the problem with the, uh, the, the boards, reactor. the reactor. Uh, we got about 40 minutes. So they have to run, and they run and run. Um, while this is happening, Gallo and Peyton have this, like, talk-off, and you get the sense, because you're watching Dennis Quaid, and Dennis, he's doing a good job. He does do a good he job. He did a great job. You know, you think about all the other movies that he's been in, he doesn't get to play two things very much, crazy and evil. And he plays crazy very well. Uh, he did a good job in this one because uh, he's you watch him and he's slowly losing his mind. This is the horror that I think uh, Pandorum pulls off. The 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 bad guys and all the other kind of stuff is is secondary. It is a symptom of the Pandorum, mm-hmm. which the Pandorum. This isn't a a monster movie. This is a psychological. Uh, yeah, movie. it's a it's a Cthulhu movie. Uh, because you have somebody who has lost their damn minds. To me, it's not you know they're not really a Cthulhu, but There's we do no get Cthulhu to see, in here. we do get to see uh, you know unless he considers himself an elder god, we do get to see this thing. If you watch the mural part, anybody who's being affected by Pandorum have these lightning bolts coming out of their head when he's drawing them. Uh, so it's it's an interesting thing. We also get to see later on. Uh, the lights start flashing and there's lightning bolts around Dennis Quaid's head. So he's definitely got the uh, Pandorum. Um, anyway, so Gallo and, and Peyton are having this, this talk off. Dennis Quaid is losing his damn minds, uh, and he's starts to freak out real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, uh, they get to the reactor. Unfortunately, the reactor is the breeding pit for all the bad guys. Uh, all these horrifying, and it was so nasty because it's this undulating floor on the ground of just bodies. Like, moving around and, like, shuffling to warm themselves. Uh, and they're all pale. And they're all nasty-faced. And they all got lumpy bits. And you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> and then we see the reactor, which is covered in goop. Throughout the movie, we have been seeing different bits of decay and other other kind of things that are happening. And algae. Algae, water. And when you think about it, you know, if you remember the Nostromo and all the other ships that you're seeing, you always see that in movies, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, huh, there's a lot of water and shit. Uh, well, here it is the worst. There is algae and gunk and poop and weird other stuff all over the walls. There's rust. The uh, We haven't seen a whole lot of decay in the rest of the ship, but here it is the absolute worst. So much, in fact, when Bauer decides to run across a uh, bridge to start the reactor and, and save everybody, uh, it breaks. We haven't seen that really happen with anything except mm-hmm. for a couple of little places which have been very small. This was obviously a secure like thing and it rusted through. Well, he falls but is able to save himself. He lands. Uh, everybody's trying to start things up, but they're, you know, and, and then Peyton. Uh, and we, so we're, we're watching all this stuff happen with Bauer and, and shit's going down. We switch back over to Peyton and Gallo and, uh, Gallo breaks out and they start having a big fight and they're just like, how did, how did Gallo get out of the, the suspension pod, which we have seen these things are fucking hard to crack open. Uh, so it's like, how the shit did he get out of that? Well, as we see, as it goes along, 
they're the same person. They're the same person. Uh, which we get to find out right after uh, Bauer turns the uh, reactor back on, which he does in a pretty badass manner. He crawls across the bodies of the the infected Aliens, alien people, dudes things, yeah. uh, by wrapping himself in the skin of the dead uh, so that he doesn't smell like a person anymore. And he crawls up a ladder and then he cranks the, uh, the engine on, which apparently turning the engine on causes a giant explosion just in case it's just like so we designed this engine so that if anything decides to live around it as soon as you turn it on as long as you stay within this yellow perimeter they're all you'll vaporized. survive everybody else is vaporized uh so the engine turns back on everybody's happy peyton and gallo turn out to be the same person turns out he was gallo the whole time uh and uh <laughs> it was it was actually a pretty badass way to do it he kind of shifts they do this this weird optical illusion effect where he's fighting himself and he pushes himself in like the the gallo and the peyton are are fighting each other and then they kind of merge into one and he shoots himself up with this uh sedative which apparently makes him calm enough to where he's able to remember, remember everything. everything um at this point uh all shit's breaking loose because all of the bad guys are awake and they're super pissed that everybody got killed mm -hmm. uh unfortunately the agri guy he fights off the noseless uh bad dude he's able to to defeat him but he's taken out by a little child version of it and it's it's kind of a bitch way to die it was a little like yeah it kind of pissed me off i was like are you fucking kidding me but i knew he was going to die because i was like there's no way he's gonna survive to the end if you can remember ernie hudson dying in leviathan it was kind of like that it's just like surprise and you're like ah come on yeah the, uh, the kid kills him yeah cookie uh is able to crawl up apparently he uh semi worships uh gallo payton Dennis Quaid. He semi-worships oh, yeah. Dennis Quaid. Uh, which Dennis Quaid rewards him with a needle in the eye. Mm -hmm. Just immediately, like, thunk. Doesn't even... And he he kind of, like, stops him from talking. He's just like, he's hang like, on, hang on. Thunk. Because he, he doesn't care. We it's, it was a, it's a complete character shift. We've seen two versions of this character. This is the third. Uh, we have the, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not really sure of myself at the very beginning Dennis Quaid. Then we have the I'm losing my mind Dennis Quaid. And now we have the fully self-assured I know what I'm doing and I have no morality Dennis Quaid. Which is awesome. Because he's, he's just like, alright, let's do this. Whatever. And he's just like, why is the guy from inner space so mean? It, shouldn't they have shake, rattle, and roll or something on here? I don't understand. He's, he's very mean in this one. Uh, he cranks open the doors and he goes through. Meanwhile, we get to watch Bauer and the German girl run. Like, So we've seen... There's there's an hour and a half of this movie. I, I don't know how long this movie is. But there's like an entire hour of them trying to make it from one side of the ship to the other. They're able to make it back to the other side of the ship in about two seconds. With like tons of these beasts, bestial creatures, you know, like uh, tearing off after them. Which I'm like, oh, we just able to do that now mm -hmm. apparently there's like there everything's was, open there that's was why. a a single walkway that could take you the entire way but we couldn't do that you know that's some like metroid logic or something like that it was crap um so they get in there and i guess at this point bauer kind of like oh that's right bauer knows <laughs> he's like yeah he's like where's your where's your uh your captain he's not my com he's not my uh where's your commander He's not my commander. And he's like... Uh, so they go into the uh, the 
like the cockpit, uh, the bridge, the bridge of the ship. Yeah. Uh, and they find out that they have been gone for a lot longer. This is supposed to be an eight-year mission. They've been gone for like 927 years. Yeah, something like that. It's a ridiculous number of years. And Dennis Quaid is in there, and he starts talking about how um, one Bauer is showing the uh, the symptoms. The, he's he's very far gone uh, from Pandorum. And two, he opens up the skylight, and uh, there's nothing out there. It's blackness. In fact, there's no stars, which scares the crap out of everybody. Uh, and as this is happening, we also have the nasty creature people uh, are trying to break in, breaking breaking into the uh, the bridge. Um, Bauer stops giving a shit. He beats hell out of Dennis Quaid, knocks Dennis Quaid on the ground, pulls out pliers, and starts acting like I do in, you know, tabletop RPGs. Like, well, oh, he won't tell me what's going on? Well, I take my dagger and I start trying to cut off pieces of him. That's not how an intimidation rolls, but he okay. He actually did pull out some of his he teeth. He pulls out some of Dennis Quaid's teeth. I was like, damn, dude! He sure did. Didn't even think twice about it. Uh, well, it's at this point that, uh... A bioluminescent manta ray, alien manta ray, flies by the ship. They're underwater. In fact, they've been underwater this entire time. That's why we're seeing the algae. That's why we're seeing the water. Mm -hmm. And instead of it, when you think about it, yeah, there's no reason for like decay and all this other kind of stuff to be causing water just to shoot down from everywhere. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for there to be so much algae on the walls. That doesn't make sense. But if they're underwater, it does. It makes perfect sense. Um, Dennis Quaid and, and the German girl start fighting. Uh, Bauer loses his shit, fires at one of the walls. It tinks off a piece of metal that tinks off the, the window. And the window decides that this is the time to break. Uh, they're able to escape. Dennis Quaid sits down in a chair and dies like a bitch. Uh, and <laughs> they run into one of the ejection pods and they get ejected along with a thousand other people. The worst part about that was, I think there was supposed to be 60,000 people on there. And it ends up being like 1,217 or something Yeah, like that. something like sad. Um, and the thing is that I kind of kind of realized when i was listening to it was uh, one of the things that uh, dennis quaid says it's like oh yeah it's it's a good spaceship but it doesn't like swim very well dennis quaid knew this entire time that they were just underwater he knew that they crash landed it was an eight-year mission it was 900 and something dennis quaid's character was younger than bauer was when uh bauer was uh put to sleep on the uh, on the ship so that means dennis quaid not only knew that they landed but he spent some 40 odd years awake fucking around and then he shut himself back down for 900 years mm -hmm. because he could so nobody had to die it just was dennis quaid's character being an a-hole yep which is the the horror when you think of it more at this point because that was the thing that i remember so much about this was we were watching the uh, the the creepy pale guys run around clawing up people, hitting people with spikes. So I kind of thought it was that, you know, doomsday. Uh, you know, you had that uh, Mad Max post-apocalyptic kind of deal, but inside of a spaceship. Uh, and I I completely forgot about the psychological issue. Mm -hmm. And that's where the horror comes in. So that's what I was you know coming out with the the whole horror being that just you know you've. All this happened because one guy decided to go a little nuts on the uh, on in space. Yeah, and ruined everything. Everything. 
But, uh, you know, yay, we're on Tannis or something like Tannis. that. Tannis. Tannis, yeah. So, huzzah, we win, I guess, in the end. Love conquers all. Okay, what do you rate it? I'm going to give this a eight. Um, I'm going to give this eight ejected tubes out of ten. Um, I, I really like this movie. There's a lot of it that was kind of slow, and there's a couple of parts in it that I hate. I, I don't like the cookie character, especially since there wasn't a whole lot to him. He came in so far at the end. I get that he was showing everybody stuff, but I think they could have probably done that in a different way. What yeah. about you? Um, I actually give it an eight. Um, oh, man, I had it. An eight. Oh, I can't remember. Crazy space disease out of ten. Eight space herpes out of ten. I don't like space herpes. No, that's not what we're calling it. Uh, galactic gonorrhea? Sure. Okay. The GGs. You got the GGs. <laughs> you got the... You got the Pandorum? No, I got the GGs. Ah, oh, so if only worse. we had space penicillin. So much worse. <laughs> but what about you? Do you like this kind of movie? Did you only want to see the monsters? Or were you really kind of tripped out about Dennis Quaid being a bad guy? Let us know. Reach out to us at ESAT3AM at uh, ESAT3AM.com, ESAT3AM at gmail.com. There you go. And on Facebook and Twitter at ESAT3AM. Uh, but until next time, uh, always figure out where your uh, roadmap is to the stars. And because, don't forget your towel. And uh, never trust Dennis Quaid. Just, just, just don't do it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, no. Although he does have nice teeth. Everybody had nice teeth in this movie. <laughs> Even the bad guys had nice teeth. I was like, wow, Ugh. that's nice teeth. Gross. Next time. Okay, see Bye. you soon.